for tuning in to the 525th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, our host, Daryl D. Lane, as always, or if you are, however you may be listening, I thank you for making me and the show part of your day, whether it be a Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, there it is, SoundCloud, Pandora, whichever podcast or platform you may be listening to me via, going to have a great podcast for all you guys today, going to have Jake Polka on to do a 2420 as we go through the top 20 wide receivers in the NFL, and before I get to Jake, I'm going to give my shameless plug as always, first time listener, thank you, but subscribe and follow right now, also share this podcast with your friends and family, whether it be via Reddit threads, Facebook groups, etc, etc, also check out on the description below, specifically if you use Spotify, everything timestamps, you can click on the timestamp and we'll send you to whichever part of the podcast you most like to listen to, folks, it is for your convenience. Follow me on Twitter at Nitrant underscore Lane and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just type in Daryl Lane. You'll find it. I post two to five minute clips of this podcast right here. As well as my second show outside the shop. And lastly, if you have Apple or iTunes, give me five stars and a great review. And for some odd reason, right for the pod. And for right now, we're not, folks, but just don't say anything. Because you know what your mama told you. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And come next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to have Jake Polk on the show. Come next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. With Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have Jake Polka with us. We're going to do a little 20 for 20 exercise where we give our top 20 wide receivers in the NFL. But how are you doing, Jake? Doing well. Doing well. Feeling, feeling positive as a Bears fan. So, so when, you, when, when you were doing your list, what was the most interesting thing that kind of you thought of or, or came to mind as you were doing the list? So I think when you take in account for like top six or seven receivers uh, in the league, there is a drastic difference at 20, position rank 20, let's say, um, compared to any other position. I think when you look at like the seventh best middle linebacker compared to the 20th, there isn't that far of a gap, but you can actually see that gap in, this, in the receiver um, position. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think receiver is probably the deepest position in the NFL. I think edge rusher is really deep as well. Because of the edge rusher, I mean, like, you have a guy like Joey Bosa who might not even be, like, a top five edge in the NFL, which is kind of crazy how good he is. I think edge is extremely deep. But there's not a lot of other positions. Like, I don't think corners deep like that. I don't think safety. I think... Quarterback, I, I mean, I guess it depends once you get to, like, the 20th quarterback, maybe. I feel like quarterback's fairly deep. Uh, but there's really not positions deep like the wide receiver position. You have, like, at the top end of it, you have multiple, like, transcendent, special, Hall of Fame-level talent guys. All pro-caliber guys. Like, you have, I, I mean, you have, like, eight, nine guys that I think are, like, all pro-caliber players. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Which 
I don't think you you would necessarily get that uh, at really any other position. So I'll give you the floor first. Who do you have at 20? 20? I'm starting this list off with Garrett Wilson. I know you're just shy of, or I don't know how close to making your list, um, but, you know, you take a look into quarterback play and you take a look into his stats. Um, I think, you know, you got to give him due diligence. I think they had three different starting quarterbacks for the Jets this year. Um, Guys still put up great rookie numbers. That's an interesting one. So I didn't have Garrett Wilson on the list for me. Uh, he was a guy that I thought of. Like I said, he was a guy that was what I would consider honorable mention for me. Uh, I guess maybe the quarterback plays what did it for me. Uh, I think maybe I would have liked to see a little bit more consistency throughout the season. Uh, but that's definitely a good pick by you. For me, at 20, I have uh, the guy who was his teammate at Ohio State, uh, Chris Olave, uh, yeah. who just had over a 1,000 yards. He was 18th. And receiving yards. He only had three touchdowns, which is why he's at 20, uh, which I value a lot. But he had a like really bad QB play. I mean, he was dealing with the threesome of Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, sprinkled in with a little Taysom Hill. Uh, that's not the best thing for success for any wide receiver, particularly a young wide receiver. Uh, but he's a pretty good deep threat, deep threat smooth feet, uh, good route runner. Uh and I think he's going to have a really, really good career in the NFL. So I have Chris Alave at 20. And he had some injury issues, which is also kind of what hurt him a little bit for me. But I have him at 20. Yeah, uh, I, I have him a little bit higher on my list. Um, just because I think he's coming off a solid rookie play, like you said, with bad quarterback play. Um, but, you know, there's, there is, you know, there's a high ceiling for him. And when New Orleans find that, find their quarterback, um, I think he's going to be he's going to be moving pretty far up this list. So who do you have at nineteen? At nineteen, um, that's I have T Higgins. Um, I I think he has potential to be higher on this list, um, but I wanted to see more of him. Um, more better up play, I should say, um, when Jamar Chase missed all that time. Um, I think he, what is he, he's a little bit over a 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns, um, and he got moved up to that number one spot when Jamar Chase was out. Um, didn't have the best numbers, I would have said, uh, like I said, um, but he had an all right year. Um, so I'll leave it at that. That's a good pick by you. For me at 19, I have uh, Amon Ross St. Brown from the Detroit Lions. Uh, Yeah, he's a guy, I mean, he's a guy who can kind of do it all. Uh, You can even kind of put him in the backfield a little bit. The Lions were doing that with him. He was seven in receptions. Uh, Strong hands, a guy who can play inside in the slot, outside. Uh, And I think as the Lions ever get a better quarterback than there besides Jared Goff, I think you would see his numbers. Uh, I think he could consistently be a 100-catch-a-season kind of guy. I think he has that type of ability. So uh, Amon Ross St. Brown for me at number 19. I think he's one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL as well. You want to you wanna hear something crazy? Yeah, what? He put up 106 receptions this year. Yeah, I mean, it, 
I have him higher on my list, um, but I I think he he is going to be a force to be reckoned with. The guy I I've seen him play the Bears. Like I said, I'm an avid Bears fan, so I saw him play the Bears. Um, plus, I watched NFC North. Guys always open in the middle of the field. Anywhere you put that ball, he he finds a way to get open. Um, yeah, um, Jared Goff obviously better quarterback play. Um, Goff played well, um, and I think his stats showed. So. Um, I have a little bit higher. So who do you have at 18? 18, I went with Tyler Lockett. Um, I think he his his stats look, I think he's aging. Um, what is he, 30 this year, 31? I'd have to check. Um, but he still put up, you know, over 1,000 yards receiving, nine touchdowns. Um Gino seems to like him, um, and I. He finds the end zone, you know. So I think it, there's there's not much room for growth here. I think it's it's going to go downhill from here. But um, I think he had a very good season. Yeah, Tyler Lockett. I didn't have Tyler Lockett there. Tyler Lockett would have been another honorable mention. And sometimes it's hard with the guys who are the number two because I think all part yeah. of it is. It's a lot different when you're like the guy and the team needs you every week as opposed to you're the number two option. Or if, let's say they have a really good tight end or whatever, right? And you're, you know, the, just regulated the number two option by that. It's kind of like that pressure on you to be great and perform isn't always there. You're not always getting the best corner. Teams aren't always rolling coverage over to your side. So I think that's sometimes the tough part when you're looking at number twos who are really good and that I kind of ran into yeah. that little bit of yeah. a problem. Yeah, another, another one is Jalen Waddle who I have pretty high on this list. Um, but he's, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying when he's another number two that opens up because of the threat of the number one. So for me at 18, I have Amari Cooper of the Cleveland Browns, a really good route runner, one of the best route runners in the NFL, uh, smooth feet, good hands, a really good guy in the middle of the field. Uh, also, he was tied for a, uh, 10th in the NFL in 20-plus receiving yards down the field, so he's getting big plays there. Uh, he had to deal with Jacoby Brissett a lot during the year, uh, which is a little bit of, And Deshaun Watson, he never really had any chemistry. He got a chance to have much chemistry with Deshaun Watson, but I think we've seen throughout his career, he's never been one of those super elite wide receivers, but I think he's kind of that guy that's in that next tier, maybe slightly below from that next tier, and he's a really, really good football player and a really good wide receiver. Yeah. Um, I think once him and uh, him and Watson build more chemistry, um, he's going to move up a little bit more on this list. Um, but, yeah, he once again, he was in another bad situation in Cleveland early on in the year. Um, just give it time to develop and, you know, It'll go up a little bit higher, I think. Um, 17, um, I, I had, this is where I had Chris Olave. Um, as we already covered, bad QB play, put up solid numbers. Um, pretty much already gave, ran it through with him. So that's interesting. So for me at um, 17, I have Terry McLaurin. So another Ohio State guy. So when we talk about him, we have 77 receptions, just a little over 1,000 receiving yards, five touchdowns, and 15.5 yards per catch 
and he's doing that with uh, Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz. A lot of bad QB play, and he's consistently having to be the number one guy. And he's a lot of, and he's a guy that I don't think a lot of people talk about because uh, the Commanders haven't been particularly good. But I do think he's a guy that if you saw him in, let's say, Kansas City or with the Chargers or uh, in Buffalo or some of the, or Green Bay, I mean, for God's sakes, if he was with the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, and you saw him with uh, some really high-level quarterback play, I think you would see his numbers skyrocket. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. Um, I don't think he gets the respect he deserves in the league. Um, just because of the team he's on, but solid. I have him a little bit higher. Um, but 16, um, I ended up going with uh, DJ Moore. Um, once, like like it's that bad quarterback play, we started off with Baker, um, and then they went with PJ Walker for a little bit, um, and then they had, um, well, they had Sam Darnold come in, Terrible situation over there. Traded away the Christian McCaffrey. Um, and it looks like they're still developing in offense. But um, just what he was doing with P.J. Walker, I mean, he, he had a game-winning touchdown. Uh, granted, he took his helmet off. But, you know, um, I don't think his numbers dictate the talent. Um, I mean, he, he shy under 1,000 yards. Uh, still got seven touchdowns. Um, but I think he's someone who, if he if he goes to, you know, Carolina trades up, they he goes to the Bears, you know, I think he is, he will, can solidify himself as um, almost a top 10 talent on any other team with better QB play. Yeah, I'm, I actually, you're right where my mind was, Jake. I have DJ Moore at 16 too. Uh, Obviously, I mean, he's, right, he's a top 10 talent in the league. I mean, I'm very comfortable in saying that. Uh, easily a top 10 talent in the league. 63 receptions, 888 yards, receiving seven touchdowns. I mean, extremely fast, quick, twitchy. He's a guy that you can really use in terms of generating explosive plays down the field. A lot of those 20-plus yard plays down the field. Uh, he's also a guy you can put in the backfield, use in motion. Similarly to how you saw the Dolphins kind of use guys like Tyree Kill, uh, Jalen Waddle, because he has that speed. Also, for having that speed, he's a lot bigger, thicker of a man than you would think. He's like six foot, 212, 215 pounds. So you can kind of use him like that way and kind of like a semi- wide back Debo Samuel role, so he has that versatility too. But he's a guy, I mean, if he was with the right offensive mind and the right quarterback, I mean, he, he would he, – I said Terry McLaurin's numbers would skyrocket. I think there's a different level in talent, though, between a guy like DJ Moore and Terry McLaurin. I, I think if, like – DJ Moore is legit. Yeah, yeah. DJ Moore's talent is, like – he's one of the – like, he has all-pro talent. He, he's not necessarily yeah. having all-pro production, but he, he has all-pro talent. So I think yeah. he's a guy where it's kind of like a Stephon Dick situation. He's in Minnesota. Then you see him with Josh Allen, you're like, wow. Like, and Brian Dable and Josh Allen, like, wow, this yeah. is a completely different dude. I think DJ Moore is definitely kind of at that level. So extremely special of a talent. The only reason he's not higher is just because the production's not there. That's really the only reason. And honestly, Carolina's just dumpster fire right now. Um, they need, they have young pieces on defense, um, but they need a whole, they need a whole rebuild. So 
Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's legit talent. Um, I guess I'll go with uh, 15. Um, I had Chris Godwin here. Um, didn't think he put up the numbers. Um, I know he's been dealing with injuries. Um, but a healthy Chris Godwin can really, um, I think, uh, he's at the tail end. Of, he's he's going to start declining here. Um, but just with him, he kind of picked up earlier in the year um, where Mike Evans didn't. And then Mike Evans, I felt like, picked up more at the end of the year. Um, but I, I think, and then it's, this could be another thing, too, is where the number one threat opens it up. Um, I just, I, I think Chris Godwin is right there in conversation with, you know, the Tyler Lockett and DJ Moore. So, for me, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'm sorry, Tyler Lockett, um, Chris Olave. If I could, I would actually move. I would switch mine with 15 and 16 between DJ Moore and Chris Godwin. Now that I'm talking about it, um, but and I think I think he can solidify himself in the top 20. So I'll tell you this: I didn't have Chris Godwin on my list. Actually, I, I left out Chris Godwin, and I I could see it. I could see it. I I I definitely could. Yeah, it for me it took for me I felt like it took him a, a while to kind of get going. Uh, I feel like he, he just didn't seem the same to me after he came back from the injury. He seemed like a step slow, kind of like he was running in mud a little bit. Uh, but but still a very good receiver, and he's been a top twenty receiver for like a very very long time, like the last two three years. Uh, but for me at number fifteen, I have his teammate Mike Evans. Uh, Mike Evans little bit down than what I would have had him a few years ago. I think he's a guy that's kind of taken a little bit of a dip for me. But, I mean, he's still one of the best jump ball receivers down the field in the NFL. Uh, and it's not particularly close. I mean, you have six touchdowns over 1,000 yards, 77 receptions. Uh, really good at making those tough contested catches. A really good guy to have in the red zone. Uh, he absolutely destroyed the Carolina Panthers. Uh, in their uh, divisional clinching game a few weeks ago where he just tore apart a uh, former first-round pick, C.J. Henderson. He just took him to the woodshed, just ran through his press, and just was like catching bombs 50 yards down the field from Tom Brady. So Mike Evans Mike, Mike Evans still has it. Uh, I, I do think he has been a, slep, a step slow, though, this year, and that's why he's at 15. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, my 14th was we already discussed it. Um, mine was Terry McLaurin, um, who I think, once again, just bad quarterback play. Um, you put him in any different system, I think he's top 10, same thing with DJ Moore. Um, but that's who I had at 14. So for me at 14, I have T. Higgins. Uh, it was tough with T. Higgins here. It was tough. T. T. Higgins was a guy that, he was kind of volatile for me. I had to really think about it. Uh. I, I don't think he's as talented as a guy like DJ Moore, for example. I think DJ Moore's like much more talented, and I think by next year I could look at somebody like Chris Olave and I could say Chris Olave's better than T. Higgins. But with that being said, T. Higgins, he's still a very good wide receiver. I mean, you know, you you talked about him. I mean, just over a thousand yards. I mean, he's pretty good at creating separation down the field. Good at making contested catches down the field. Decent speed. He's not, but my, my biggest issue with him, he's not like a true burner. He's not a guy who's going to consistently be like the best corners in the football, which is why I do have some questions about him if he could ever be like a truly elite uh, number one wide receiver. 
Uh, but he's very good in his role in Cincinnati playing Robin to Jamar Chase's Batman. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think I think it's tough for any Cincinnati receiver other than Jamar Chase to even put up numbers just because you know they have so many options on that offense. Um, and then you take a look at Tyler Boyd, who's another solid receiver, not in the top 20 conversation, but um, you know he does still get a target share there. Um, so it's it's really about targets, and if you're playing with Jamar Chase, he's going to get the targets. Um, let me go off that. Where were we? 13? Yeah, 13. 13, that's where I had Mike Evans in. Um, older, um, picked it off at the end of the year. I would say, I would comfortably say he's a top three jump ball receiver. Um don't see too many others being in higher than him. Um, now that does get debatable, but um, just when, like for example, that Carolina game, Tampa was, Tampa was, you know, they were, their backs were against the wall there and he, Brady was just able to find, you know, he was able to find find a way to get the ball to Mike Evans and, you know, just that he's, he's an elite level receiver. Yeah, Mike Evans is for sure. My Mike Evans is up there. Mike Evans has really been, I mean, I think he's had like eight straight. Every year he's been in the NFL, he's had over a 1,000-yard season, which is kind of crazy. Like, he has a quiet Hall yeah. of Fame case. Oh, yeah. Like, Hall of Famer. No doubt about it. I mean, he played with Jameis and, and Brady, and now that he has a ring as well, I just think that solidifies him in the Hall of Fame. So for me at 13, I think I'm going to have a guy here that maybe you don't have him on here. I don't know. As I was looking, and this is also a guy I want to preface this by saying when I first did my list, I did not think this player would be as high as 13. But as I thought about it and as I looked back at a lot of stuff, uh, Devontae Smith. I have Devontae Smith at number 13. Uh, yeah, I think you have to. Yeah, and before I started this list, Jake, I <laughs> I, I didn't think I, I thought there was a chance I might not have Devontae on here or I did. He would be like a 20 or 19. But as I looked at it, I was like, I, at first I was really, it it got really close for me to being like, is he, do I think he's better than Jalen Waddle? Like I really had to start thinking about that. And then I was like, kind of like, okay, no, I don't know if I'm going to go that far. But Devontae is really, really freaking good. So it all starts the route running. I mean, one of the best route runners in, in the NFL. Uh, he has the speed to beat you deep as well. I mean, over a thousand yards uh, as a receiver, as the number two option in Philadelphia, with AJ Brown doing what he's doing. Uh, ninth in the NFL and twenty plus receiving uh, catches down the field, so he's getting explosive plays. He's really good at you know wide receiver screens, uh, making people miss, uh, and he plays through contact very well for somebody that's as small as he is. That was one of the knocks coming out of him uh, out of the draft. And, and the numbers are just impeccable. I mean, 97 receptions. He's almost at 100 catches, over 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns. I mean, the Devontae Smith is absolutely fantastic. And he is he's a guy that I think for sure could be a number one, uh, without a doubt. And he's really, really good. And I think he's going to start, in the next few years, he's going to start making a case to being like, is he a top 10 guy? Kind of like how I feel like CeeDee Lamb kind of made that slow ascension into where he's kind of getting into that category, but I definitely think Devontae Smith can do the same thing. He's a baller. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, I actually had him at 12, so going into that, 
Um, only thing that concerns me uh, is obviously just having that threat of A.J. Brown. Um, you have to have a guy covering him, and you have to have safety over him. Um, so that's going to open up Devontae Smith. Um, but in the number one conversation, I'd like to see him. Only concerns about me are his size being a number one receiver. Um, I six foot. No, I, he's skinny though. Let me see how much he weighs. Yeah. At the combine, he weighed in at like one fifty five. I remember that. That was like a big thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I just only concerns with him are his size, which is why I don't know if I necessarily could be a true number one receiver. But I mean, the guy will complement any number one receiver perfectly, just with his speed and how he gets open. Um, that is why I, going into that, I had him at twelve. I and, and last year he, he was probably far from my top twenty list. And I probably, if I was this time last year, I was probably the Smith is in my top twenty list next year. But uh, yeah, guy put up some crazy numbers this year. Definitely. So for me at number 12, this was tough. This was one of my more volatile picks, I think. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, it's really tough to place DeAndre Hopkins because I'm like, if I'm doing this just based off of if, are there actually 20 wide receivers who I think are better than DeAndre Hopkins? The answer would be no, right? I, I don't know if there's 10 wide receivers who I think are actually better than DeAndre Hopkins. The issue is the PED issue. The fact is he just hasn't played. Uh, enough, but when he does play, like Kyler Murray's numbers like go through the roof. I mean, and this year's numbers aren't really spectacular because he hasn't played a lot of football. But 64 receptions, 717 receiving yards, three touchdowns. Uh, he's right up there with guys like Mike Evans, Justin Jefferson, whatever you want to name in terms of making these crazy one-handed jump ball catches. The hands are fantastic. Uh, pro- probably some of the better hands in the history of the game. A fantastic wide receiver when it comes to like in the scrambling drill when the quarterback breaks the pocket. Uh, the the only thing is he doesn't play enough football, and that's why I, I can't really justify putting him in the top ten. But I mean, do I think there are actually ten receivers better than DeAndre Hopkins? I don't know, probably not. But uh, it's kind of where I'd, DeAndre has to fall, number twelve for me. Yeah, um, I I would have put him on my list. I didn't just because I didn't think I had. A- seen enough from him um he just didn't play enough if he would have played a full season he would have been on here i probably i i see him as being let's say he would have played a full season i think he's a six seven eight guy yeah Um, no yeah he's (laughs) i don't see him cracking that top five just because top five i mean it could go either way man once you get to the top five it's it's personal opinion i just didn't see him play enough this year to have it on there. Um, and I, 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 I really don't know what's going to go on with Arizona. They're at dumpster fire right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they just fired Cliff. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. There's, there's questions about Kyler. Um, he's coming off an injury now. Um, he was already questioned. You know, I, I know Cardinals fans were questioning about him and after he got extended. So I there's a lot of uncertainty in Arizona, I'll say that. Um but uh going into eleven, 
Um, I had DK Metcalf. Um, I think I think DK is a very solid, good, um, good elite receiver. I'd say. Um, I think you know he has all the tools to be a top receiver. Um, I think you saw his numbers decline a little bit with a you know Russell uh, with Russell Wilson being gone. Um, and Geno Smith taking over, it seems, um, especially in the red zone, he was, he was looking for Tyler Lockett a lot. Um, and when watching the games, DK stats are a little padded, um, just because I know he was targeted a lot in um, garbage time. But um, I, I just don't think you have a list. I think you have to have him high up on here just because, you know, similar to the Hoppies, he's, he's that good. You know what? If you told me DK was going to miss your top 10, that would have surprised me. I think that's interesting. But uh, I, I do see your point there. Uh, I definitely see your point there. He was a guy, though, a few years ago when Russell Wilson had that MVP season. I think that was the year Lamar won MVP and Russell Wilson got, like, second. Yeah. People were talking about him being, like, a top five receiver. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I could see it. Um. It just it with with I think like I said I think Gino taking over, um, them having Kenneth Walker also took over a little bit more of the offense, offensive role, um, and then just Tyler Lockett having a great year. That's why I felt like putting eleven DK. Um, yeah, it, you I, you might be surprised who I put him over. Who I put over him? I mean. So for me at number 11, I'm going to go with Jalen Waddle. Uh, Jalen Waddle had a top 10 in case. The biggest reason he can't be in the top 10, and this is just a decision I've made personally, I, I can't. If you're not the number one guy on your team, I can't put you in the top 10. Unfortunately, that's just that, that's just how I'm going to do it. <laughs> but Jalen Waddle is absolutely fantastic. You're talking about one of the two or three fastest receivers in the NFL. He's a really good route runner, can play inside, outside. He has that versatility. Uh, he's fifth in the NFL in 20-plus receiving yards uh, down the field. Uh, good verticality with making leaping catches down the field, which is a little shocking, getting that he's a smaller uh, guy. Uh, I think sometimes he drops some passes that he should catch. I think he needs a little bit stronger hands. That would be one of my other concerns. But, I mean, you're talking like 75 receptions. Over 1,000 receiving yards, 8 touchdowns, 18.1 yards per reception, which is number one in the NFL, uh, which is insane. He is one of the most explosive options in the NFL. Uh, the only reason I couldn't put him in the top 10 is because of the fact that a guy who I think is really, really good is on his team. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I, I have him a little bit higher. I have my top 10. Um, I completely understand that argument if you're not the number one guy on the team, you know, but I, I just think the numbers he put up this year, um, and, you know, going into this year, there was, there was a lot of, there was a lot of questions with Tua. There was a lot of questions, you know, is, you know, and, and I think you saw them bringing in Tyreek Hill and you saw them both get better. A lot. Um, not, not necessarily Tyreek Hill, but 
Jalen Waddle was just once you know they have another receiving threat on that team. Um, yeah, I mean he put up almost fourteen hundred yards this year. Yeah, so, um, eight touchdowns as well. I, so I put him in my top ten, but crazy talented. Yeah, and you know, if you were to put him in Seattle, would he be better than DK Metcalf? I mean, I think there's definitely a case for that. Uh, it just for me, it's just, it just hard for me to pick guys who are, are the number two. But I, I definitely understand uh, where you're coming from with that. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break and then cut up next at the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're gonna get into our top ten. Cut up next at the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Same-game parlays, easy bets payouts, player prop options, etc., etc. You guys know the deal. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app and place a same-game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TBPN, place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. And now it's time for you, Mariah. All I want for Christmas is you. You love the holidays and you love betting. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk. We still have Jake with us. 20 for 20. 20 best wide receivers in the NFL. We just went through 20 through 11. And now we're going to go through 10 through 1. So I'll start off first now at 10. Uh, I have Debo Samuel. Uh, He's a guy who would have been much closer to the top five last year. But uh, injury issues this year have kind of derailed Debo for me and why I can't put him truly closer to the top five or make him give, try to give him a case for the top five like I would like. But Debo is absolutely fantastic. I mean, you're talking about one of the most versatile receivers in the NFL. There's not a lot of wide receivers who I think you could truly like line up at running back. And he's definitely one of those guys... Uh, one of the strongest wide receivers in the NFL. He's fantastic at running through contact. He's great with the ball in his hands. He's the best wide receiver in the NFL when it comes to wide receiver screens. On a lot of those short passes, you just get him the ball and he's running through corners because, I mean, they just can't. I mean, because he's like a running back, basically. So Debo is absolutely fantastic. And also one thing is I don't think he's necessarily the best route runner in the world, but uh, Debo Samuel is uh, absolutely special in all regards. Yeah, I think he is a true do-it-all um, type of player. Um, just because of his athleticism, like, he's the guy to do it all. Uh, I would actually prefer to see him take less of a running back role. Um, I mean, what, at, what were they up, 17, and then he got hurt? I, I don't know why you have to be running your number one receiver 
up 17. Just, I don't know. But um, I would actually like him to see more of a receiver role with with maybe some, um, you know, some sweeps, um, jet sweeps, just throw out the defense, but not running him inside. I just, I, I don't see that. The need for it. That's fair. It is tough, though, because he's so good at doing it. That's, like, the tantalizing yeah. thing about it. Yeah. But it, it, he's good at doing it, but just, I mean, you have McCaffrey now, man. You have, you know, you you have running backs. Yeah. But it's, it, here's the thing. I think he's not a better running back than Christian McCaffrey. I think he's a better in-between-the-tackles running back than Christian McCaffrey. I, I, I'll, I'll second that. I will. <laughs> Which is kind of crazy, too, because he's a receiver, but it's kind of like. I will second that. I will second that. Um. He, he's shifty, man. He's shifty. He's shifty. That's it, you know. Um, but just in terms of, if you want to keep him around and keep him healthy, I think you have to stop having him run between tackles, at least so much, you know. Yeah, and San Francisco really went to that last year when a lot of the, when all their running backs got hurt, uh, and they kind of had to do that. They were kind of pressing yeah. that role. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, they should do that less and less and less. Maybe that's something more. It's kind of like with Josh Allen, the QB design runs. You uptick that a little bit in the playoffs when you need to because it's a good option. But there, there's there's no need to be doing that too much really in the regular season, right? Like you want to save oh, him. Uh, and he plays such a physical style anyway uh, that it's – Yeah. But I definitely understand your concerns there. Um, breaking my 10 – Top 10 was Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, I know you had him later in the list. I just, I've seen this guy all year, man, and he is, um, he, he's talented. He's, he's a dual receiver. He gets open. Um, I mean, he had 1,300 yards this year, and, and some would argue that, you know, Jared Goff didn't play that well. His quarterback isn't that well. Guy put up numbers, man. And, um, you take a look at their, their receiving core. Um, I mean, Jamison Williams was hurt for um, most of the year, and he was really that. He was really the offense. He you had to stop him, and you know teams did key on stopping him, but still he put up numbers. And I think when we get when we see a healthy Jamison Williams, um, and really have him cater to the offense, uh, I think that's just going to help him on Ross St. Brown even higher on this list. So. Um, I had him in my top ten over DK, and I I feel comfortable saying that. Yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown, that's a little tough for me. I feel like top ten, that's a little much for me. But I definitely see what you're saying. And I definitely think, as the years go on, he's definitely going to be a guy who has the ability to definitely break into that tier of player. So, for me at number nine, I have DK Metcalf. Uh, he is a freak of nature at the wide receiver position. I mean, 6'4", 240 pounds. I mean, runs like 4'4", 90 receptions, over 1,000 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, he's one of the hardest wide receivers in the NFL at pressing and jamming at the line of scrimmage because he's so big and he's so strong. He's a fantastic deep threat, uh, making catches down the field, good in the middle of the field. Uh, I guess one thing is he's not really – the best tips, the best feed, not the the greatest route runner, uh, but he's a freak of nature at the receiver position, and it makes it so easy when he's on the field. So I have DK Metcalf at number nine. Yeah, and I can see that. I can see him being interchangeable, but definitely in the top ten. Um, for me, it's just hard. There's so many talented receivers. I like, I personally like a little bit more um, than DK, but 
you know, I can see it. Um, going into my number nine, uh, that's where I had Jalen Waddle. Um, like I said, I think if he was the number one receiver putting up these numbers, it'd be a lot more impressive. Um, however, it's not hard. It's not too hard to compliment Tyreek Hill from from an offense perspective. Um, teams have to key in on him so much, and that just leaves him open. Uh, but he put up 1,300 yards and eight touchdowns. Man, that's an incredible season. Um, so I have him at nine, um, and that's that's where I feel comfortable putting him, just with the stats he put up. So for me at number eight, I have CeeDee Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, really breakout year. I mean, 107 receptions, over 13,000 receiving yards, nine touchdowns. He is fifth in 107 receptions, was fifth in receptions this year. Has a really good change of direction, really, really good route runner, really good guy inside, in the middle of the field, can also beat you deep. Uh, can make fantastic tough catches down the field, can make those one-handed catches, can make those catches when the quarterback throws it off a little off-target, uh, runs through contact very well, extremely physical wide receiver. C.D. Lamb is really, really freaking good. So C.D. Lamb at number eight for me. Yeah, um, yeah, I have him one spot higher um, at uh, at uh I just think he, uh, I just think Dak, I think Dak's not necessarily the problem, um, but I think he is holding back CD. I think CD is, is, is proving that his ceiling is, is just as high as these elite receivers. Um, and who knows, maybe in a year or so we'll, we'll see that. Um, but I just, I think that this year was on Dak a little bit more. Um, and I, he still put up 1,300 yards and nine touchdowns, which is incredible. I have uh, I have my questions about Dak, so that'll be another conversation. So you have CD at 8-8? Eight, eight? Uh, yes. Okay. Or, actually, no, no, sorry. I had, uh, at number 8, finishing off, I had Debo Samuel. Um, we already went over him just with injuries. Um, honestly, quarterback situation, I think, was a lot, too. I mean, he had three starting quarterbacks throughout the year. Um, building chemistry with all three of those are pretty tough. Um, injuries and that, um, I think he's talented, but I think I think this is about where his, his ceiling is, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying there. So, for me, at seven, I have... A.J. Brown. Uh, A.J. Brown was always the guy that I had a little bit lower on the top 10, maybe in that 10 range, maybe 11. But this year, I really started looking at A.J. Brown in a different light. And as I have him on 7, I could really be lowballing A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown has a low-key top 5 case for me. It's just that the top 5 is so... Really, once I, we start getting to the top, I feel like the top 7 gets kind of interchangeable a little bit. I'm really comfortable with my top 5, though, but... A.J. Brown, I mean, first of all, I mean, he made Jalen Hurts have a career year where Jalen Hurts is in the MVP conversation. He's probably going to finish second in the MVP voting because of A.J. Brown. 88 receptions, almost 15,000 receiving yards, 11 touchdowns, uh, 17 uh, yards per catch, good for fourth in the NFL. I mean, absolutely fantastic. He was third in touchdowns. Uh, 
fantastic deep threat down the field. Uh, what made the Eagles offense so great was Jalen Hurts throwing a deep to A.J. Brown, and he's just catching touchdowns on people's head again and again and again. He's hard to press and jam because of his size. Uh, he's, like, knocking down corners who are trying to cover him, uh, stiff-arming people down the field. Not the most nimble route run in the world, but he is an explosive, physical, massive man who is a freak of nature at the wide receiver position. And you don't see receivers who look like him very often, similarly to D.K. Metcalf. Yeah, um, I... See, I have him. It's 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 hard for me, but I, I ended up doing it. Um, I have him in top five conversation. Um, we'll, we'll, I'll get into more of why uh, when I go over it. At number um, seven, I ended up having CD Lamb. Um, like I said, I, I just think he put up the numbers and he's showing his ceiling is that high. Um, I have him a little bit. I have him over Waddle. I have him over um, Debo, and I think that's fair for CD. And he's putting up the numbers. Um, he's really proving. Um, I think this is the first year we're really seeing a lot from him. Um, as Amari Cooper got traded, so um, that's what I got at seven. So for me, at number six, I have. Devonte Adams. Devontae's a guy that I've always been probably a little bit lower on than maybe the consensus from people. But Devontae, I mean, still really good. I mean, 100 receptions, ninth in the NFL, over 15,000 receiving yards, third in the NFL, first in the NFL in touchdowns with 14, 10th in the NFL in uh, yards per reception at 15.2. I mean, when we talk about route running, it doesn't get much better. Uh, than Devontae Adams. Uh, fantastic uh, as a scrambling wide receiver when the play breaks down, good at high point of the football and finding the football. Uh, doesn't probably have that elite speed and twitchiness that I really like from guys at the position, but uh, Devontae is a cool cucumber, man. He's really freaking good, and he was really good with Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, a few steps below, and he's still really freaking good. Uh, so Devontae Adams is definitely that guy. I have him at number six. Yeah, uh, I mean, I have him higher. Uh, I'll explain why. Um, Mason, this might shock you. And number six, I got Jamar Chase. Oh, yeah, that does uh, shock me. I I could have, you know, he's probably top three for some people. Um, but like I said, when you have T. Higgins, um, Tyler Boyd, you have Joe Mixon. And you have a quarterback like Joe Burrow, you know, makes it a little bit easier to put up those numbers and burn burn guys deep. Um, and I probably last year I probably would have had him four or five. He'd been hurt a little bit this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, my number five I put above him um, just because I think. I think he boosts his team so much. Yeah, I have Jamar a lot higher than you, Jake. Uh, but I do understand some people. I, I've heard some people say they're a little uh, colder on Jamar. Uh, but at five for me, uh, Cooper Cup. Uh, so much to talk about when you talk about Cooper Cup. Obviously, his numbers aren't what you would think it would be this year. He was hurt, really, to finish out the year. The Rams had a disastrous 
year of not really doing a good job of defending their Super Bowl crown. Uh, the things just weren't good. I mean, didn't really have a guy to take pressure off of him as that number two guy, Allen Robinson, who you know very well, obviously, as a Bears fan. He was a straight-up bust for the Rams. But Cooper Cup, I mean, he is the best slot receiver in the NFL. The feet, uh, the, the hands, uh, the ability to run any route. I mean, he is absolutely fantastic. When you talk about a guy in the middle of the field who can do it all, Cooper Cup is definitely that guy. He's also... Uh, extremely strong, physical with running for yards after the catch, hard to tackle, hard to bring down to the ground at first contact, good stiff arm. Uh, and he's a lot faster than you would think. Uh, and he runs by a lot of people. Now, he's not, he doesn't run by people like some of the other guys, but he runs by people more than you would think, or more than I think he gets credit for or respect for uh, as well. And he's a really good blocker. So Cooper Cup, I mean, Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, um, I'd agree with that. Um, I, I, I'll chime in with that Allen Robinson situation just because I, I want to. Um, I don't necessarily believe it was entirely Allen Robinson's fault. Um, there was a couple of plays where you know he saw just terrible low effort um, plays. Um, however, Matt Stafford really only looks at Cooper Cup. Um, you, you see the amount of targets he gets, and it's just ridiculous every game. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I, I – so Cooper Cup and D-Hop I didn't include on my list just because I don't think they played enough. Um, they didn't have a full season of play for me to go off of. Obviously, if I was going like this generation, these Cooper Cup is top five talent in my book. Um D hop is, is like I said, another conversation about seven eight. Um, but coming in at five, I'd put him above Jamar Chase. Um, and I didn't think I was last year if you would ask me, I wanted to put him this high on the list. I'm going AJ Brown over Jamar Chase. Um, I just I think Philadelphia, you see what Jalen Hurts did with AJ Brown. Um you, if you put him one on one with any corner, he he'll find a way. I mean, the guy has just had an incredible season. I mean, you look at fifteen hundred yards, eleven touchdowns. That's just he's a monster, man. He's a monster. And with Jamar Chase and injuries, take a look a little bit at their offense compared to Philly. I just think he's a big reason why Philly's the number one seed in the NFC. So, for me, at number four, uh, I have my guy, number 14, Stefan Diggs of the Buffalo Bills. Stefan is uh, absolutely fantastic. I think this is the highest that I could possibly justify personally putting him up there. I have, I actually really think there's a separation at the top three, uh, and I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. But for Diggs, 108 receptions, fourth in the NFL, over 14,000 receiving yards, uh, fifth in the NFL, uh, third in the NFL with 11 touchdown receptions. One of the best route runners in the NFL, uh, really good outside receiver, the speed to beat you deep, but can also play inside in the slot uh, and, do, and do everything in the middle of the field. Uh, the hands are fantastic. Uh, the acceleration when he hits that second, third, fourth gear, he just runs by people. He has amazing hips, make you miss ability. Uh, 
corners really struggle to stay with him. He's better at the catch point than you would think for being more of a smaller, slender guy. Uh, good big play receiver, fantastic. When uh, the play breaks down and Josh Allen scrambles, looking for Stephon Diggs, and Stephon Diggs most of the time is coming down with the football. Uh, Diggs is absolutely fantastic. Really, for the most part, I don't think he actually has a weakness in his game or something that I can really pick to. The only thing is I don't think he's just as good at football or maybe the specimens that I think the next three guys I'm going to name are. Yeah, um, I had him at four as well. Um, if I'm not completely mistaken, I think he's he's actually having a doubt here. Um, I mean, you know him better than me. I just I remember watching a couple games, and there were times where he didn't have too many targets. Um, is, is that correct? Would you say this is down here for Stephon Diggs? Yeah, yeah, the, the first year with Josh was I mean, definitely I, the best. I don't, I'm not necessarily saying it's a down year on Stephon Diggs, um, but the Bills kind of had their funk in their offense, um, and I think Stephon Diggs was, um, they needed to find him more um, instead of, you know, giving the ball to other options. And I think that was a big reason why they, they were in their funk. That's where the Stefan does complain when he doesn't get the ball. And rightfully so. He needs to get the ball more. Yeah. So, um, I had him at four. Um, top five talent. Like I said. Um, but, yeah. Um, you can go into three. So, for three, I have Jamar Chase. Uh, to begin the year, I would have had Jamar Chase at number two with high possibility of having him at one. What really hurts Jamar Chase for me is the injuries. But... When we look at Jamar Chase, he is uh, probably the best wide receiver in the NFL when it comes to the scramble drill. Absolutely fantastic when the play breaks down as soon as Joe Burrow's out the pocket. I'm like, he's going to Jamar Chase, and it's going to be fireworks, and Jamar Chase is coming down with the football. He's also, it, the speed is elite. I mean, there's not many guys who match Jamar Chase in that aspect of the game, really. In fact, I don't think there's... Really many. I mean, there's Waddle and there's Tyreek Hill, but after that, I can't think of guys that I think are actually straight line down the field better uh, than Jamar Chase. His fantastic body control, uh, very much like Debo Samuel, where he is a guy if Cincinnati ever wanted to, they could run him in between the tackles. He has that type of feet, that feel that a guy like Debo has. They just don't need to do that. And as you said, they probably shouldn't do that. Uh, great with the receiver screen, just running over corners. Uh fantastic at when his stride is stopped and then re-accelerating and then when he re-accelerates he's just running by everybody fantastic big play ride receiver like uh makes crazy catches every like jamar chase is absolutely special uh and he is one of he's more physically gifted than the guy i'm gonna name at two uh but the guy at two i think is a little bit more nuanced uh at the moment but jamar chase is just absolutely fantastic I, I can't say enough about him yeah um at, at three I can see the case for having Jamar Chase up there um I definitely can three I have to go to Vontae Adams um I just think when you take a look at his route running and just his ability to get open um deep short whatever it may be um I for mine, it goes interchangeable between one and him for best route runner. Um, but it's just, I I just, I, I think his route running is, is just 
so good. And you see how he did with Aaron Rodgers. And um, you saw what he did in Vegas. He put up uh, 1,500 yards with Derek Carr. And, you know, he had a couple games in there where they put in uh, Stidham. Um, but it's just, it, I mean, 1,500 yards, 14 touchdowns. Um, does he lead the league in touchdowns, I'm assuming? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's just I, I, I think he's still in, he's still in my top five and he's still in my top three. Um, I just think there's that he's a he's generational talent at that receiver spot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have Devonta at six. I'm, I'm a little close to being a little out on Devonta, but I definitely get what you're saying. Uh, so for me, that's where I had Chase. Yeah. Now, see, it's okay. two two years down the road. I'm gonna have Chase up here. I just i I need to see I need to see it consecutively, um, and I need to see it when you know the Bengals get put in a position where um, you know they have to move on from T Higgins to resign Burrow um, and Jamar Chase. Um, they have to move on from receivers, so I want to see how that system looks a little bit more. But I mean, Darren Waller was out for most of the year, um, and Devontae put up incredible numbers. There's no doubt about that. So we're going to have the same top two, I assume, right? That's probably where we're heading here. Yeah. Um, how, so yeah, how, I mean, how close was the top two? two? How close wait, but how, how close was the top two for you? And how big of a distance actually was there between two and three? Um, I think... I think the... I don't know, man. I, I I hope we have the same one. Um, okay, I'll, I'll I'll go with two for me. Two for me is uh, Justin Jefferson. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I have Jefferson at two. Uh, Jefferson has a case for being number one. I'm not going to pretend here. I mean, obviously his numbers. I mean, 128 receptions, first in the NFL, over 18,000 receiving yards. My gosh, which is first in the NFL. Tied for 11th in touchdown receptions with eight. Uh, he's not the route runner that maybe a Cooper Cup or Devontae Adams is, but he's not far behind. Uh, best hands in the game as a Buffalo Bills fan. I saw that crazy one-handed Odell Beckham, actually better than the Odell Beckham catch he made to beat the Bills. Uh, runs by people consistently. Doesn't have that top, top gear speed, but is it like a level below that. Uh Player, but play, and even though he doesn't have that, players never, never seem to catch him from behind. A really good at playing through contact, will lower his shoulder, embraces that part of the game. Really good at the scrambling part of the game as well. Just like Jamar Chase, when the play breaks down, the only thing is Kirk Cousins really isn't a scrambling quarterback, so you don't see that as much. The Vikings, they move him around a lot. Uh, he can play outside, outside the numbers, inside the numbers, and play in the slot. Uh, can take big hits. I mean. Uh, a guy who can handle the high volume, which is a lot easier said than done. Uh, but Justin Jefferson special. I think the way you sound, you probably have him at number one. Uh, and I'll get into why I have the guy number one, uh, why I do. But uh, Justin Jefferson, I, I have no issue. I mean, the, the production speaks for itself with Justin Jefferson. I, it's just, he is, I, third year in the league and he's at 1,800 yards. That's just absolutely ridiculous um last year he had a ridiculous season this year he had a ridiculous season um you see in big games he comes down with that ball now i could i i debated this one in my head um after you know jair locked him down 
here's a question I ask myself when I'm evaluating this. Would you rather have Tua or Justin or Kirk Cousins? Uh, I think it's closer than you think. I don't think there's a big gap between those two. But I guess Tua's having a better statistical season. I might and, rather have and, Kirk Cousins, and, though. But, but listen, I, I think I think you look at those, I mean, I don't know if there's too big of a gap. I, I just, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm biased. I hate the NFC North. All right, the rest of them, especially the Vikings, and I hate Kirk Cousins. But I just, I see Justin Jefferson, and you just see the way he runs routes and finds a way to get open. And even if he's not open, he's open. And, you know, compared to a who you have at number one, I think he's more accustomed to an all-around receiver um, rather than just pure speed, um, if that makes sense. That's why I bet you is Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So you had Justin no. Jefferson one, no question for you then, right? I questioned it after... Uh, Minnesota played the Packers, and, you know, Justin Jefferson kind of got shut down. Um, but you take a look at that game, and, and I just don't think that's on Justin Jefferson. Um, I think that's more about Kirk Cousins. Um, I just don't think he was found a way to get Jefferson the ball rather than Jefferson wasn't getting separation, if that makes sense. That's fair. Um, but with that being said, you know, I, I could see the argument where, you know, well, Tyreek Hill is just always open. He doesn't get locked down, which is true. But um, I don't know. I just think I just think at, you know, how, how old Jefferson now? He's in his third year in the league. Um, let's see, he's 23 years old and he's putting up 1,800 yards a season. I just, I just that's, at 23, I, you know, when have we seen another receiver do that? You know, I mean, what, maybe Randy Moss? Yeah, that's, no, Justin Jefferson is is, is absolutely special. Uh, and I, I guess I'll get into, did you get into, do you want to get into Tyreek Hill a little bit at two? Yeah, um, I, uh, I had him at two, um, and that's just simply because I just think Jefferson is a better all-around receiver. Um, compared to someone who is fast. Um, obviously, Tyreek Hill will burn you. Um, I think he, being in the league, I think he's developed a lot better as a route runner, um, other than just put him on a streak and burn him. Um, he makes those contested catches, um, but just I... The only difference is I see... For example, if you're at a fourth and three and you got to convert a first down, I'd feel more comfortable having Justin Jefferson out there than Tyreek Hill. And but let's say you know you have you have a deep ball, and you know I'm probably going to lean more towards Tyreek Hill. It's it's really just preference I see, um, but when looking at a safer number one receiver. I just feel like it's Justin Jefferson. Um, yeah. So, 
I have Tyreek Hill at one. I'll get into it. I, I, I would agree. Justin Jefferson is probably the better all-around wide receiver. But uh, I think what Tyreek Hill does is more important, more valuable. It makes him de facto more special than Justin Jefferson. I, I won't argue that. I think Justin Jefferson's a better route runner, better at making contested catches, more versatile in the slot outside, I mean, better hands. I, I won't argue those things because I don't actually believe them. Justin Jefferson's better at Tyreek Hill at all those things. But what Tyreek Hill can do, I mean, he runs. Uh, and he is probably the best person in the NFL, the fastest person I've ever seen run. I can remember during the Bills Chiefs playoffs game last year where I saw him catch a pass in the middle of the field and then went to the sidelines, the right sidelines, and outran everybody. And the Bills don't have slow dudes on the team, and he literally outran the angle. If you know football, you're not supposed to be able to outrun the angle. The angle is the whole point to make you meet that person, like right there. And then he just outrun the angle. His acceleration and speed is and twitchiness, it's it's next level. Uh, you just get the ball in his hands and he's going to make a play. I mean, 119 receptions, second in the NFL, over uh, 17,000 receiving yards, second in the NFL, seven touchdowns, 14.4 yards uh, per reception. I mean, he's. you talk about A.J. Brown making Jalen Hurts an MVP candidate. Tyreek Hill made two attack below an MVP candidate. Uh, and I think he's the reason people talk about, you know, Tua being better than I actually think Tua is. But... Uh, yeah, Tyreek Hill for me is number one. And he's been number one for me for the last three, four years. You want to hear something crazy? What? Two out of the three seasons Justin Jefferson has been in the league, he has finished with two um, top 25 finishes for the single season receiving record. That's Last year being 23rd at 1,600 yards, and this year being 6th at 1,800 yards. Um, just shy of Antonio Brown. And he's 23 years old. Um, this is another reason I just, I I can't, man. I He is just generational talent. And I know it can go either way. I see your points. I just, I, I'm big on Justin Jefferson, man. That's about it. I'm big. There's, I feel like 18, if you're putting up 1,800 yards, 1,600 yards consecutive seasons, it's just, I mean, that's almost, that's almost Megatron level. Different receivers, obviously, but, you know, that's just the caliber of both of them, though, really. Um, Tyreek Hill last year was um, this year with 1,700. At 28 years of age, definitely one of the most complete. He's definitely he's the most complete wide receiver in the game, um, from top to bottom. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, and that's and that's the only reason why I I feel like in terms of a receiver, Tyreek Hill is um, a little bit more. I, I I'd say Justin Jefferson a little bit more complete of a receiver than than Tyreek Hill, and that's the only reason why I'd have him above him. That's fair. Jake, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. Yep. Thank you for having me. And once again, I want to thank Jake for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode. The 525th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.